Hello there, Charles. How you going? That's just live, mate. Hey, how's it going? Um, very well. Thank you very much for joining us at a very early time of the day for you, I believe. Yes. Yes, it's about six a.m. But uh, super excited to be here, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're an absolute true. I mean, I appreciate it. And thank you, Sandeep, for happy birthday to my wife. Yeah, she's, if you can see like baking stuff on me, I think I've got like chocolate on my t-shirt because I've been baking a cake this morning. Um, yeah, so this is, I, I took the day off of work actually. So it's kind of been a nice restful day, restful. Anyway, enough about all that and my cake baking. How about you, mate? What, uh, let, let's, let's start with an intro about you, about, about Charles Webb, who you are and where you came to be, where you are. Let us know. Sure. So right now I'm a product manager for Power BI Data Marts and um, super humbled to be part of this team. It's, this is something where I joined the Power BI team after years and years in consulting. And um, okay. it was really neat because I started off my career doing, um, you know, advisory management consulting. And then mm -hmm. I wanted to see more uh, and get more experience about, you know, what does it look like for customers to actually solve problems hands-on? So then I got yeah. into, you know, implementing systems and ultimately analytics. And it was interesting because at every point in my career in consulting, everything was all about data. So yeah. our clients were constantly trying to figure out how do we solve problems? How are we you know, more effective? But it always came down to, well, what is the data telling us? Mm. And so yeah. I had the opportunity to join the Power BI team. It was a no-brainer. And um, <laughs> I love what I do. It's super fun to serve our, you know, passionate community every single day. Oh, what a wonderful thing to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so quick question. Okay, quick question. There are probably many questions focused on data marts, of course. I'm going to start with the most basic one. Data mm -hmm. mart or data marts? Or is it data mart two words or data mart together? Or more importantly, do you care? <laughs> um, you know, I think it's data mart one word. Um, yeah. But I don't care. I think our job is to make... Honestly, our job is to make, you know, Data Mart's an exciting product to use yeah. and you solve real problems with it. So if you want to call it Data Mart, one word, two words, please just try it and um, give us your feedback. That's the most C important thing. Certainly been tried. I can't remember a, a product that was being released and then so immediately checked out by by so many people um, with such, I mean, the feedback's been pretty positive. No, are you, are you happy with, the, with, with how it's gone with the release? Yeah. I would say we had a, a really nice release. Uh, we've gotten amazing feedback from the community, from social media, and um, our work doesn't stop. We have an awesome team behind the scenes at Data Marts, and uh, we're constantly trying to ship new features and keep customers excited and interested in the product. Um, you know, we look at ideas.powerbi.com a ton. We also read every email and every tweet. So uh, well, that must be upsetting sometimes, though. Say that again. <laughs> that, that must be pretty upsetting. So reading every every tweet is, is, is a lot. You know, I think feedback is always a gift. Uh, so in some some cases, the feedback is more critical than others. But at the same time, we need to hear it. And, you know, it gives us a great opportunity to improve. Right now, we're right in the preview. and We just started. So there's just a huge opportunity for us to continue to get better. And we're learning, right? So customers are using these in ways that we anticipated and in some cases, ways that we didn't. Um, but all that's great stuff, and that's why you have a public preview, so you can kind of react to that feedback, action it, mm -hmm. and then also continue to innovate. There's some things we have in the pipeline that I think will really excite a lot of a lot of the folks listening today. We'll get that soon, right? Um, 
question that just to, to go back to the very start of this project and, and how it works because like yeah. for someone like me who's you know doesn't really understand the, the entire length of these projects and how they how they how does that how does a project like data mart actually get kickstart like is it like a, a, a group coming together of ideas and then someone says hey charles we've got something to work on mate and you kind of get going or that's for me quite interesting sometimes yeah you know it, it starts a lot with honestly customer feedback and you know ideation so it might be a whiteboard but ultimately it's about the voice of the customer and what you know the market and you know those types of signals are telling us in this case um you know the opportunity to help customers do a little bit more with data power bi has traditionally been known as like this last mile tool where you're doing mm. uh, analytics and visualizations and then those who know power bi a little bit more know that you know there's this beautiful semantic layer in the vertipack engine if you dig deeper a lot of our customers wanted to be able to uh, actually write SQL. If you go to the Power BI uh, app on the Windows Store and you look mm -hmm. at the number one request, it was, hey, allow us to write SQL. And so we saw this a couple of years ago and we we're like, well, mm -hmm. this is something we should do. And so, you know, we talked to a ton of customers, we ideated on what can we do. We think about how can we, you know, create, mm -hmm. you know, synergies between all of our amazing, you know, partners folks that, you know, we work with for, you know, our dozens of connectors in Power BI, you know, I think we have over 150. So and cool. then we have a lot of enterprise customers that say, hey, you know, self-service is this end-to-end -end journey. And so from all that, you know, you start with, you know, whiteboards and sort of PM art and mock-ups and you talk with customers, you learn, you know, what problems do you have an opportunity to solve? And then you can mm -hmm. go back and say, maybe this is this is something that we should do. And then you validate all of that. And then ultimately you, you get to a small sort of shape of the product that could be an MVP. Yeah. And then you, you push yourself to deliver something that's, you know, a minimum level product. And that's, you know, what we were trying to release at build something that, you know, was indicative of the future, but also folks could, you know, create value with right away. Very nice. Very cool. I, I tried to write down questions like some kind of person who knows what the, who kind of knows what they're doing and stuff. The only, the only question I kind of wrote down was like, when the um, when the original product when it shipped, if there was one feature that you wished could have been in there when it shipped that wasn't, what would it have been? I would say it would have been saving queries. Um, so okay. when you think about uh, a data mart, one of the things that you know, Dana March enables that's brand new in Power BI is this form of ad hoc analysis where you don't need to build a semantic model and write measures. You mm. can actually just query your data kind of like you would if you're just, you know, exploring data in Excel. Mm. And so the ability to save those and do a little bit more with those queries is something that we're you know, releasing soon, mm. um, but it's something that would have given customers even more, uh, you know, more power right at the beginning. But, you know, all these things come incrementally. I of think course. we had... You know, something that showed you what was coming, mm. but at the same time, that's one feature mm. that would have been nice to, to sneak in. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So. Makes sense. Cool. Um, just kind of moving over a couple. So Sandeep here, uh, what more can we expect in data marts? Um, I gotta say you're the first person who's come so very prepared and I've been <laughs> so impressed that you actually, you actually brought slides. Um, so as soon as you want to use our slides, just let me know and we can stick them on the screen with that, 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 that's, uh, that's all up to you. Yeah, um, totally. maybe we can be informal to start, um, Sandeep, I think we have a lot of things coming, everything from connectivity to data marts to, mm. um, you know, more experiences for the citizen developer and analysts to more experiences for admins to mm. even more experiences for pro devs. 
and definitely, you know, last, but certainly not least. So we're kind of thinking about each of our personas that use Power BI holistically. We're making sure that we have, you know, features that appeal to each one of those types of personas. And then for folks that are data scientists, you know, one of the things that we want to enable is, you know, the ability to connect data marts to things like Python and R and, you know, do more with notebooks. So all that stuff is sort of a journey, but, yeah. uh, you know, we're on our way. And as part of, you know, being Power BI, we can release monthly with the blog. So definitely stay in tune there. We'll have some things coming out this coming blog for Power BI. And then, um, you know, we're doing additional blogs and we're going to publish on the, you know, release notes as well. So we have a lot of things coming. Um, so definitely stay tuned. I'm sure we all will, mate. That's um, it's like I say, it's one of those things in Power BI. It's had the the most attention certainly the the past few months. Um, but the scale of that attention has been pretty pretty impressive. And uh, regarding like stuff, I mean, we'll stay on on data marts, but just regarding uh, other stuff, you mentioned that um, your 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 previous like career, you're working in, in console, and I think you said. So how long is it? You've actually been at Microsoft. How long have you been there? I joined Microsoft in 2019. Okay, um, it's been a good few years. So. It's been a few years, and so uh, is this the um the, the project wise? Is this like the the biggest thing you've worked on, or um do you th or the most en enjoyable? I should say, maybe I phrase that question differently. I would say it's definitely the most enjoyable. It's okay. been humbling to bring sort of like SQL and you know additional mm -hmm. low code experiences to Power BI, and then we have an awesome team. Um, yeah. So we have a great group of PMs that that's awesome to learn and and work with. And then our engineering team is amazing. They've been able to build this product and then they didn't stop sort of after the launch of, of data marts that build. They've been continuing to innovate and build a bunch of new features that hmm. uh, we'll give you a sneak peek of today. Yeah, nice. Uh, but so other, other than data marts, what, uh, say other than data marts, just put that aside for one second. What, mm -hmm. What's the one thing that you've done that you've kind of been most proud of since, since you started or, yeah. Um, so I was a PM for Dataflows as well before I ah, cool. that makes sense. Data Marts. And I, I think Dataflows uh, have continued to just get amazing. And so working with the you know data integration team that's building Power Query and uh, the gateways, all of those experiences was, was super humbling as well. I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. And then just being part of the Power BI team at the very beginning uh, when I joined was, was super neat too. Uh, there's a lot of things that the Power BI team is doing and innovating on. And then mm -hmm. we've just got a lot of, I say, like analyst whispers and BI, you know, devs behind the scenes that are just passionate about like analytics. So yeah. sweet learning from all of our PMs within the the org. That's quite cool. Uh, this kind of nice uh, flow into um, Sandeep's question: Can mm -hmm. you clear the confusion between data mart and data flow for beginners? Good question. Yeah, um, you know, data flows are meant for ETL, so they focus a ton on Power Query and Power Query Online. They've got a ton of connectors. And um, you know, if you look at what the roadmap is for data flows, they already output data to like data lake storage, uh, but they're planning to deliver output to multiple different other destinations. And uh, as a personification of this, thinking about you know, data flows ETL, we use data flows as part of a data mart to actually load data from you know, your data sources to the data mart itself. Now the data mart is a relational database. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is made for relational analytics. If you're, you know, joining data, querying data, doing ad hoc analysis, uh, data marts are a perfect fit. If you need real level security, data marts make a ton of sense. Um, if you need to, you know, share your data through an open endpoint, you know, data marts provide a SQL endpoint so that you can share your data internally or externally. 
And in addition to all that stuff and the power of just having SQL and Power BI, which was one of the number one asks that we had, uh, we auto-generate a data set just to make your downstream consumption easier. And we orchestrate that data set so that you don't have to worry about refreshing it and keeping it up to date and syncing the schema. And we allow you to even do web modeling. Um, and if you look at the release notes for Power BI, you'll see that you know web modeling is one of those things that's coming soon. Mm -hmm. Data marts were sort of the first personification of web modeling. So all those experiences that you have in the desktop, a lot of them are carried over even into March 2 as a plus one. So you get relational analytics, so ad hoc analysis and SQL support. Mm -hmm. And then you also get this auto-generated data set to speed up downstream consumption. Um, when you compare that to data flows, mm. data flows are awesome for ETL. You've got the Power mm. Query Online experience. You've got a ton of innovation and connectors and inline transforms and in language. Um, mm. It's really synergistic relationship. So uh, as we it's continue to go forward, you'll see like innovation on one side with ETL and outputs at multiple destinations and things like that. So that like a mm. citizen developer could do more uh, transforming and, and prepping their data. And then on the, um, you know, data mart side, you're going to see a ton of innovation on, uh, you know, supporting SQL and doing more with data from, from an analytics standpoint. All very cool stuff. The first, well, what Dataflow made me do was immediately buy a PPU license, just so you know. I was like, okay, and I, I need to try this out. So I, uh, yeah. I went and got myself some PPU and I have the, I have a report that I, I work on just like to use the data, but also like test and play around with it. And I connected to this, like it's a fantasy football or for you fantasy soccer uh, website. And um, I immediately did all my, um, all my, what I well had been doing on a, on a, on a PBIX kind of through mm -hmm. the data flow. It was very good fun. I really enjoyed it. And mm -hmm. um, it is, I mean, obviously I haven't really tested it as, as much as I should, but it's, it's, it's been pretty cool so far. So yeah, um, move on to a question from Christopher. What's your favorite part of the job working at Microsoft? It's um, a great question. I, I think I, I mentioned to you, Ben, I at one point was doing a lot, a lot of analytics hands-on. And um, so my favorite part about the job now is being able to empathize with all of our customers, listen to all your feedback, and then it's, both humbling and awesome to be able to ship features that solve problems that you have every day. In some cases, I can you know remember those times where I ex experienced those same you know issues or problems or concerns and needed solutions that made my life easier. And even in my job today, we do a ton of analysis of data, so we use our own products. And uh, just being able to make analytics easier for everyone is probably the most fun part of the job. But our teammates are amazing too, so it's fun just you know collaborating, laughing, and and working with them as well. So it's a, it's a tough toss up between those two. Sounds about right, cool. Um, sorry, I was just kind of trying to block this person here, but I can't do it, so there you go, with this strange comment, but what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> do you have to fight to, to get engineers? Um, definitely not fight. Uh, it's, it's more about, um, you know, making a good business case and then negotiating with the rest of the team. So we have a finite you know, level of resources, engineers, PMs, designers, content folks, researchers, et cetera. And, you know, you want to negotiate to figure out, hey, how can we use all of our resources most effectively? Sometimes this is a conversation. Sometimes it's a little bit more passionate than that. Um, I don't think it comes to blows. It's more about, hey, how can we use Power BI with all the different teams that we have and all the different priorities we have deliver value for customers? I feel like we do a pretty good job of, of this. So uh, no fighting, but it's it's definitely <laughs> fun to see so many passionate people on our on our team. 
<laughs> Class. Um, I just ran a comment here. I accidentally um put Sandeep in a timeout. I apologize for that. <laughs> I was I'm not really good at this kind of moderating stuff, and I forgot that I actually gave my channel moderators. So I think Sandeep has removed a comment. That comment moved, and I accidentally put the wrong person in a timeout. So Sandeep, I don't know how to get you back. I hope you go back soon. I apologize for that. Um, this is just me really bringing forward the amateur part of what, <laughs> what I'm doing here. Oh man. Um, but I will bring up one of his comments when he's uh, away. Um, why did we not see any items related to data mod in the release wave? So uh, we use a tool to submit items to the release wave. Release wave, excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> oh, good, mate. Things flow through, so it might take some time for some of our updates to to hit that. But basically, the release wave wave is targeted for this this current one is like October going forward. So we have some time before it we actually hit that time frame, and we're actually shipping things in between now and October. Uh, but you can expect that we'll, we'll have some things on our release wave as well. Yeah. So fair just stay tuned. This is like the first publish of all those things, so give us some time. I think it's also easy to forget that it's like preview, you know because you use something. And I mean, I, this is the case of not just um, data mark, but really anything that you use that's in preview and power. And I do all the time. Well, you know, if it's, if it's something in PBX ramp, for example, I'll switch on, you know, show a new feature that's in preview and I'll use it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be, oh yeah, yeah. And then I'll sometimes I get frustrated by it, whatever. And I just generally forget that it's still a preview feature. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just that, especially with data markets, it's such a huge thing because you can do so much with it. It doesn't feel like preview until it does. Do you see do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. So it kind of makes sense. I kind of keep that in mind. I've got one really random question. Um, it's not related to anything even Power BI related. I was yeah. reading your twi Twitter profile and it said something about the shortest person to play D1 or something. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain uh, what that means to an English person, please? Sure. So, <laughs> sorry, it's really random, but <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a good question. In the uh, United States, we are really big in college sports, and I played uh, Division One collegiate college basketball, and um, so I'm not okay. the tallest guy in the world. So, uh, okay. the time before like a growth spurt and uh, sort of maturity, I was like five two. So uh, okay. that's okay. eight two inches. So pretty short. Um, but I'm a big basketball fan and, and that was a cool moment and kind of like my past life. So that's pretty uh, cool. I read D1 and I was confused. I was like, is there A1, B1, C1 and D1? So D1 means <laughs> division one. I was like, is he play? Yeah. I didn't, I think the only other time I've heard that expression is when I watched this um, show about American football, this college show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about, I forget what it's, what it's called now, but it's really cool. It's about these college kids and they're kind of trying to get like placements at, you know, at, um, whatever yeah. universities, whatever. Um, and they say like. Do you want to, uh, I don't know. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for clarifying yeah, that. Totally, but did, totally. did you, um, so you, but you're, you're based in, in Seattle now, right? Is that also yep. where you grew up and played basketball? Um, no. So I played basketball at uh, a, a school called the University of Denver in Colorado. Um, but I just moved to Seattle, actually. So right before our announcement for Data Marts, I, I made the move here to sunny Seattle today. And yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's been fun. It's uh, Seattle. I think is one of the most beautiful places in the world in the summer. Okay. Uh, but you really have to qualify it with the summer. I, I can't speak for the rest, but I can say <laughs> that um, you know people talk about uh, you know May showers and May flowers. There are definitely a lot of you know showers. So glad that it's you know July and it's sunny. 
I have heard that, to be honest. I think Seattle's one of the cities that you get information about because of like TV shows and sport. However, I was I'm just kind of looping back to basketball a little bit. I was like one of that, that generation in the in the 90s in UK, where like yeah. everyone watched basketball, primarily <clears throat> because of, you know, Bulls and, and Jordan and stuff. And yeah. then you kind of fall out the, the habit because, you know, the late nights during the bar instead, because of course it was always like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, midnight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, it wasn't until like two or three years ago where someone said, oh, like, basketball might be coming back to Seattle. And I was like, what? Like, what about the Sonics? No, like, that hasn't existed for like 12 years, man. I did not. I had no idea. I'm, I'm hoping they come back. You know, that's one thing that if Seattle wants to be really nice to me, they would just bring back some, you know, pro basketball. But if not, there's a lot of college basketball around here. There's Gonzaga, which is really, they're really awesome. There's University of Washington. They're awesome. There's Washington State. There's a bunch of smaller schools as well. So, I don't think I'll hurt for college basketball, but Bad at the pro right. level, there's a lot of you know drama and interesting things going on over there. So yeah. be fun. It's, such, it's it. such an interesting U.S. concept that teams can literally just like move and be like, okay, we're gonna go there now. It's always it happens one, a couple of times with, with, with soccer, like once or twice with football in the U.K., but not really ever. So the fact that a team can just disappear somewhere else, I find it a very interesting thing. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Hopefully. We, you know, get a team here and, you know, if another team moves here, I'm not going to complain too much. So Yeah, yeah. But, but, but. Anyway, so that was indeed, a, even for me, that was that, that was a pretty uh, pretty random question. Um, but looking back to, um, did you want to um, show those slides, by the way? Are you, are you okay? I'm just kind of playing um, back you know, for you. I think we, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, you want to do it? Just, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's just a, a, a nice first time to have actually have... Um, sharing slides and stuff uh do a bit of a presentation. yeah we, we can try it if, it if it works awesome if not we can just talk through things as well if if, if it fails then then totally my fault um right. one second i'll take away the chat overlay a little bit and then and if you want to just me... go to the to the coming soon section uh yeah it's moved around am i going am i going the wrong way or the right way um i think you want to go keep going prior so up right up the other way the other way yeah yeah uh, Getting there. See? Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So basically, yeah, we can we can start here. So I know I know a lot of folks have been adding me, adding um, you know, my brilliant teammate Darini and the rest of like the Data Marts organization about hey, uh, what's coming soon for Data Marts? So I just wanted to give a really quick sneak peek of some of the things that are, are truly coming really soon. And so, Ben, you want to just go to the next? Absolutely, Matt, I can do that for you. Right. And then these, what these are is I wasn't sure if we could like record, uh, you know, or do live demos. So I just recorded quick videos of things that are coming. So for this case, um, you know, we use a data flow internally uh, for loading data to data marts. So if you go back, Ben, uh, and just play that video. Yeah. The last one. Uh, uh. We, we, we've released just a ton of new connectors. So um, that's what that last video was. Um, this one, right? Yep. So in this case, you know, inside the data mart, you can get data. And when you get data, you're presented with a Power Query online experience. And in this case, we've just released some new connectors for online services, for databases, and even other connectors. So just quickly just browses through some of those. And you'll be able to recognize them with, you know, some of the tags that are next to them. So things like Databricks, um, and you know Asana and other connectors you'll see over there, which is awesome. Very nice, very cool. So the next thing 
that is coming soon is the ability to save queries. Uh, we've heard a lot of feedback and um, this is really gonna enable ad hoc analysis and SQL querying in the web. So you'll be able to do things, everything from creating your queries, to plural, to naming your queries um, and using new query tabs. So if you go back and play that one, there's a bunch of things in there that's gonna kind of show you high level. Uh, and we don't have to drain these two. We can just, you know, show the, the things, but there are some things here that, you know, customers have been wanting for a long time. So, you know, the visual queries now have an entry point right from that new query button. Um, you can see the tabs that are finally lit up. Uh, you can see that, you know, as you're, you know, creating, let's say a visual query and you want to give it a, you know, friendly name, you can now do that. And then over on the left-hand side, you can see we're starting to differentiate between SQL queries and visual queries. And that's just for folks that are maybe citizen devs and aren't um, familiar with, you know, how to write SQL. But at the same time, if you do know how to write SQL, uh, you know, you're going to have those experiences too. So that's going to allow you to do things like, after I've named my query and I have other people collaborating, working inside of the data mart, uh, being able to, you know, analyze your data more effectively using the language of your choice. And again, like SQL was the number one ask for Power BI. So being able to actually write that SQL now and then, you know, export that Excel or, you know, do other things are in, on our roadmap. So you can kind of see here some of those things that are, are coming. Uh, if you go to the next one, creating a new port from the Datamart ribbon. So we've heard feedback from some of you that said, hey, when I build a Datamart, what's kind of next? And you mm -hmm. know, maybe I don't write SQL today, but I do want to take advantage of some of that web modeling capability that we delivered as part of Datamarts. This is just going to allow you to, to do exactly that. So you can see if, if you go back, Ben, like when you click on the ribbon, you'll see there's a new report button. When you click on that button, all that's going to do is exactly what it says. It's going to open a new report in a new browser tab, and this is going to allow you to build a report. So in this case, you could do things like use Q&A, and I just use Q&A to say, like, how many reports or how many accounts, I'm sorry, do I have? And then, of course, Q&A will show you that answer. Nice. So that's, you know, reporting enhancements that are coming soon. Uh, Data Mart's connector and Power BI Desktop. So the whole idea behind this is... Um, we've heard your feedback that, hey, I want to connect to the SQL endpoint. I don't always want to use the auto-generated data set. But if I do want to use either the auto-generated data set or the SQL endpoint, um, that stuff can be a little bit difficult. So if you go back, Ben, what, what that's going to enable you to do is really quickly get to that SQL in an experience that you're used to. So just like you know, data sets, data flows, we're also going to have a data mart connector. And it's going to be super easy to, to experience all the data marts you have access to just through uh, the get data experience. So keep an eye out for this dropping soon. You can play the video too if you want, but that all that is is just gonna show Sorry. you. That. You're good. Um, so some other things that we've heard you say is like, hey, I want to have multiple contributors to be able to open the edit, open and edit the data mart. Uh, we, we build you know analytic solutions and teams. So we're delivering that feature and then uh, we need to deliver the ability to take over data marts as needed. So if you need to perform more administrative functions, change data sources, things like this, we'll, we'll have that functionality as well. And then if you go to the, the next slide, the last thing that we've heard customers asking for in the really short term is like, hey, I want to see visibility, what this thing is going to like look like from a capacity standpoint. So we've always said data marts will be a part of premium capacities and or premium per user, and you'll get that visibility inside of the capacity metrics app. Um, mm -hmm. So this is going to give you that visibility for planning 
and you know enable you to trust this workload and, and provide a little bit more transparency as well. So this is something else that we're planning to do in, in sort of the, the short near term. Very cool, man. Yeah. Like it. So um, we can talk a little bit more about things that I didn't discuss per se uh, later. I have a thing where we talk a little bit about ideas, but if you're on ideas.powerbi.com, you'll see we've also responded to a lot of your ideas out there. So everything from, hey, uh, can you know data marts be supported uh, as a destination for data flows to things like, um, hey, can you give us uh, you know, a connector in, um, in desktop? Right to even you know more far out things you know we're, yeah. we're responding actively looking at all your ideas and um, yeah definitely keep voting definitely I'm going to bring up a, a question that we have here that kind of was uh, appeared when we we're showing those slides uh, you can write measures in data marts but when you connect a Power BI data set to that source the measures don't come up that's interesting I didn't realize that hmm. um that is also interesting I. This will be an interesting one to to follow up with you on. Um, when you create and add a, a you know measure to a data mart, that mm. appears in the auto generated data set. Mm. So if you actually the auto generated data set, you should see that measure. If you're not, please you know DM me on Twitter. Mm. Uh, that sounds like a bug if you're not seeing it in the auto generated data set. I haven't okay. um, I haven't experienced any reports of that, but like please let me know. We can we can dive deep there. So bug not a feature is the um, the categorization there, right? Yeah, but it, but it also might be that um, you know if you're looking for the the measure in the SQL component of the data mart, that's just a SQL database. So it doesn't contain measures. It does contain like some of the metadata around that, but we don't render the measures over there. Very interesting. My God, well, we're getting into it. We're getting into the technical part of this as well. Not not just how cool they are. Not just not just how fun they are. Um, when it comes to yeah, you mentioned like you know feedback a few times and how it, it, it's always helpful and stuff. How when when you read this feedback that is like I mean not negative but rather than why doesn't this exist etc. Do you kind of match those against what you kind of hoped? to bring out in the next few months? And and do they kind of like help you like prioritize? Okay, we've had like five people have said, okay, why the hell isn't that there? Let's kind of bump this up a little. Is that how it works? Or? Totally. I mean, you we, we launched this product after getting a ton of feedback with private preview customers and just doing research. Um, we have a lot of hypotheses and, you know, features that we think are important, but ultimately, you know, customer feedback helps us prioritize. So when you know dozens of our enterprise customers reach out or they give us public feedback or their social media feedback, all these go into helping us prioritize better. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, we balance that between, hey, what seems like it's gonna deliver the most impact? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we try to just, you know, deliver as much as possible. Makes sense. And when it comes to like um the features that are kind of like um premium or PPU, which I suppose is yeah. pretty much pretty much the same thing. Do you know how how is that decided upon? How is that okay? This feature we decided is going to be like like premium only. I've always been curious about that. Um, you know, Power BI Premium gives us capability to do more for our customers. So whenever mm -hmm. there are exciting bits of innovation, taking advantage of the additional compute and you know really the power of the the capacity helps mm -hmm. make a lot of things easier. So in the case of Data Marts, it helped us deliver you know a SQL database that you get every single time you click on that data mark button because mm. of what the Power, Power BI premium sort of infrastructure and capabilities give us. Mm. Uh, it made it a lot simpler and easier to bring that to, to customers. So I think that's oftentimes how we think about it, but we often balance, hey, 
premium is something that not everyone can get access to versus mm. pro where there's a lot more, uh, you know, a, a lot more users. And mm. frankly, we always want to give everything to customers at, at the pro level, but it's a balancing mm. act, right? Of course. I mean, I'll be really honest. One of one of the most frustrating things I I get it a lot less now that I encountered, or you still encounter with with, with Power BI, is the number of people who will um, when they first talk about it or hear about it, or will contact you and ask the random questions on on Twitter, like, "Oh, how can I do this, but without a license?" And I'm like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, like with, it's, with with like no license whatsoever, not not even like a pro license. It's like yeah. you have this tool, which of course I'm biased, but I think it's you know a pretty cool thing, um, mm -hmm. and you can do a lot with it. But then you want all those things, but also like for free. So you've got to kind of balance that. Microsoft also kind of you know. It's a profit, a profit making organization. Yeah, um, you know, I think we're lucky in Power BI because we have the Power BI desktop. And at least for me, yeah. before I worked at Microsoft, Power BI desktop is where I spent a lot of my time. And it was neat because this thing updated all the time. But for a lot of our customers, in some cases, they can't even update Power BI desktop regularly. So, mm. you know, we tried to ship, you know, the Windows store to make that a little bit easier. So I think mm. we, we try to empathize even with those folks that maybe can't get access to Pro or mm. to Premium. And that's why we delivered, you know, you know, Power BI, you know, free, Power BI Pro, premium per user, and then ultimately premium capacities to try to cater to each one of those segments. But you're right, like for those folks that that can't jump in, they do have desktop. And in some cases, like you, you know, we see folks, you know, sharing PBIX files around, doing whatever it takes to analyze data. But you know, we try to be analyst whispers, right? And just yeah, yeah, flip yeah. as much as we can. So hmm. Hopefully, those are the types of patterns where you can eventually make the case in your organization to, you know, get a yeah. pro license and be able to. Of course, it. of course. I think my favorite one was the was a situation where someone was trying to program a bot to open the PBX and the the PBX mm -hmm. and then refresh it and then refresh it and then email it all out. And I was like, please don't yeah. do that. Yeah, so I've, like, I've I've heard that request before. Hey, how can I do this? And it's like, well, you can. There are a lot of ways to do it, but maybe the easiest way is to get a pro license for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are. I mean, there's. I'm not sure if it still exists. So a couple of years ago, you um, something. I mean, there are. You know, certain um, areas of certain companies where you have people who really don't require a license, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But if the if, if the company is like shifting across, there was something of a while called, called called Power BI robots that would basically mm -hmm. attach to the data sets and then send them out via um, like a automating it basically PDF sending. So take the, the, the screenshot and then sending my team. That for me is a, a fine solution mm -hmm. because you're, you've identified, okay, these people do need Power BI licenses and these pe people don't. Mm -hmm. That makes sense for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, what's neat about, you know, all that innovation in the community is when we see those types of use cases, you know, it helps us figure out how can we deliver, you know, better products. So you, yeah. you, you see the result of those things end up to be things like, hey, now you can distribute PDFs and share, you know, and subscribe to data uh, more effectively in Power BI. And it's those types mm -hmm. of usage patterns where customers kind of tell us what they need and vote with their feet, and then we mm -hmm. can respond in kind. So I think it's all good stuff, honestly. Um, you know, security is super important to us. So we always encourage folks to use Power BI service, but, you know, innovation happens like, you know, at the ground floor. So as customers continue to come up with, you know, crafty solutions for their needs, I feel like the analyst community is one of the most crafty group of individuals and they'll come up with things that just help them, you know, answer the question of the day. But that pushes yeah. us to deliver better products too. 
Yeah, that's actually interesting that you mentioned that because I've always, um, you see sometimes, I'm never sure if it's intentional, maybe sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, yeah. like, especially someone like me who kind of like makes sometimes like actual videos about power, like how to do certain things or some, yeah. obviously many people who, who do that sort of thing, create some really great like workarounds. And then, I mean, the classic example would be parameters, right? And then you like this, like this is how you can do this. There's a great like hack or a workaround of how to do this. And then six months, a year later, this actually released as a uh, released story as an actual inbuilt feature. Um, so it's a perfect example of what you're saying about the, the, the crafty element of people doing things and that kind of yeah. pushes. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's good for innovation. It's good for you know our community because you know we can't predict the future, and in some cases like. You know, customers really tell us what they need, and mm. they they're you know gracious enough to share. Hey, look, you're not able mm. to do this Power BI, so I did this, and then we're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can mm. make that a lot easier. You're not the only customer asking. Uh, yeah. At the same time, we're innovating in other areas, so it's like, hey, can we do something here? Can we do something there? And then you know, customers get this just huge pollinization of all these different analyst use cases. That's what's fun about working in Power BI is you have a huge mm. team of PMs that are working on a bunch of really awesome stuff. There's that yeah. data and space capability that was just released. Yes. Right? Yeah, um, right. There's page eight reports in the web that are coming. If you looked at the release notes, there's, you know, modeling mm. in the web coming where they're bringing a lot of the desktop capabilities to the web. Um, so oh, okay, there's, there's a ton, there's a ton of things that are always coming inside of Power BI. Yeah. So uh, for one fun. second, I got confused. I thought you said there was, there was modeling in space. And I was like, what, you can create a data model, like add the thing, and you know, that makes no sense. <laughs> That that would be craziness, like with these like gloves or whatever. Um, yeah, modeling and uh, modeling in the web exactly is quite cool. The the um, what's what's it called again? The something in space, the data in space. We call it data in space. Yeah, that was an interesting one. It's one of the things that I really can't think of that many use cases. One or two maybe, but you know that they will come, right? Um, I was thinking about doing some like really basic stuff just to kind of mess around, like creating like a, a report that's on my desk that just mm -hmm. says, you know, back in five minutes or something, <laughs> just some, something ridiculous like that, you know? Um, I, yeah, I, I that was an interesting one because if you look at like the consumer side of the world, you're seeing a lot of areas where, you know, for example, you're, you know, in a store and you have all these buy now, like little QR codes or things like this, and you can do more with the things that you're seeing right there. So yeah. being able to bring, you know, analytics to all the things that you see in the real world is kind of a similar concept. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how, you know, you know, our customers are able to take advantage of that. Because if you think about everything has some data, some trail, some noise that it's making. And if you can decipher that and come up with an insight quickly, it can be pretty yeah. powerful. I was slightly upset by it because it's always been my dream that I managed, uh, I get, I convinced the, uh, the CTO to get everyone in the company some like HoloLens. So mm -hmm. everyone walking around and just kind of like looking at reports like that way. Mm -hmm. So the data in space kind of took away that need a little bit, but I'm still going to work towards yeah. my, my, my HoloLens dream. Um, <laughs> that would be, well, I used to work for a company and they had um, lots of offices, but also lots of like manufacturing. So like really lots, huge, like, you know, um, mm -hmm. workshop floor type things. And that would have yeah. been for the data in space there, you kind of go to a certain thing and you kind of see, you have like, just like, and maybe i mean i spoke about this last week um with chris wagner about uh dashboards and mm -hmm. the 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 dashboards you know should they just be left to die or should they be updated should, should they be um, improved whatever dashboards mm -hmm. actually for me would work better with data in um 
dating space, yeah, than reports because it's quite, uh, I mean, for me, a dashboard's quite a, a visual thing. It's not a particularly complex thing. So to see a dashboard right there, for me, would work a lot better than a report. I don't know. Yeah. You got to talk to um, Muhammad Ali on our uh, Power BI team because, uh, you know, this is probably something that I think he'd be really interested to hear your feedback on. And, of course, he's he's delivering a lot of some of the Power BI creator and, you know, explore value inside of Power BI itself. So that's something that I think he would be keenly interested in. And he's one of the, you know, GPMs for Power BI. Cool. I will. I was going to contact him anyway. So maybe uh... yeah. yeah. I can I can I can save that comment for some time in the in the coming weeks or, or or next month or something, cool. But no, it's it's as as you say, there's there's loads of stuff that kind of comes up, and you're like ah, that could be interesting. We, we could work with that. So maybe we can see one day how data and space combines with with data mart and, and yeah, could be could be quite a cool thing. Oh, um, oh. Uh, I uh, I haven't got as much time today as I usually do because I have to pick my son up from the kindergarten in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. So I yeah. this is understand, please know and disrespect uh, towards you. It's been a good. wonderful chat. And once good. again, I apologize for, I think, either blocking or putting Sandeep in a timeout when he was just trying to help mm -hmm. me out. I'll never do it again. Um, <laughs> that, that That's my bad. Um, but I shall be back next week with uh, uh, another live chat at Thursday at the regular time of nine o'clock in the uh, in the evening. But Charles, for you, again, it's been very helpful, very lots of great information. And uh, yeah, it's been a great chat. Thank you so much for joining. Yep. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to be on your show. Um, well, once, before we go, actually, I, for, I forgot we have um, a couple of more slides, actually, that we forgot to look at. Should we do that before we go? Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. I completely forgot, and uh, hopefully I still have them open. If I do, if I don't, I apologize. There it is, I think. So the final two, right? Yeah. So you can see how I'm not, how I'm not used to sharing slides and stuff. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. The final two, correct? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to give an overview of, I know a lot of folks are voting on um, you know ideas.powerbi and just to give a update on some of the ideas that we've heard um, so if you go to if you go to that slide that's a little bit above that, that talks about the ideas the one right above that one the one right above that one yeah yeah above that guy yeah this one yep yep so we are listening to all your ideas community please keep voting definitely please keep voting please keep adding us um, and just to give you an update on the ideas that we've heard you say, if you go to the next slide, um, you know, what we tried to do here was take all of the popular ideas, some of the top ones and ideas, respond to all of them, but then here's a quick snapshot. So, um, you know, data mark team administration, you saw some of the updates that are coming over there, saving queries, the desktop connector, all those things are planned and coming soon. Um, but then things like data marts, DML, DDL, uh, enabling data marts for select users and even data flow outputs to data marts. Those are things that we're actively taking a look at. So please keep voting. Please keep thinking about new ways to use data marts that aren't covered in ideas. Add your idea. And um, you can stay tuned to what we're doing just from the blog, from ideas, and then the formal release plans. Um, so with that, I just want to say thank you to the whole community for voting, giving us your feedback. And uh, 
definitely Ben, thank you for having me on the show as well. It's, it's a great honor. Um, mate, again, it's pleasure to mine. You do me a, a great favor by kind of joining and talking about such interesting things uh, that you're all doing. So it's all, it's all pretty cool stuff, mate. Um, oops, you still there? There you are. Yep. I'm here. Cool. Sorry. When I stop sharing my screen, it makes a weird thing and it makes my, my noise go off, which is a bit, a bit disconcerting. So, um, one last goodbye and thank you to everyone. Um, back next Thursday, Charles, been a pleasure. I'll shall speak to you in the future at some point via DM or whatever. And I look forward mm -hmm. to seeing how data marts um, progresses. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much, mate. Cheers. See you. Take everyone. Bye-bye.